Hi, my name is Paul, and this is my wife, Kelly. Hello. Thanks for letting us come visit with you guys. Um, we usually spend our time at Reengage up in Plano, so we're glad to be with you all tonight, sharing with you our story of grace. Okay, so I grew up in church. I heard the gospel at an early age and started a relationship with Christ. I was an immature Christian for many years with minimal discipleship. My parents' divorce really rocked my security, so I sought out acceptance in relationships with friends, boys, and even a same-sex relationship in college. So the guilt and shame from that same-sex relationship held me prisoner, and years later, I hesitantly shared that really scary, embarrassing part of my story with a friend and held my breath for fear that um, she'd reject me for my sin, um, and I'll never forget the first words out of her mouth. She said, Kelly, that's what Jesus died for. It's nailed to the cross. And instantly, God removed the, that heavy burden I'd been carrying around of guilt and shame and replaced it with his love and forgiveness. I was free for the first time, and I understood grace for the first time. Um, I love the wonderful promise in the book of James that when you confess your sins to one another and pray together, you will be healed. I confessed, and I was healed. I continued walking in community with other believers, knowing that isolation leads to death and darkness. And God lovingly provided a godly woman to disciple me, and for the first time I saw a godly marriage and how it works. I realized that if I wanted a God-centered marriage, I needed to become a God-centered woman. So my struggles continued, but this time I rejected the lie that hiding my sin was better than being fully known and loved. I decided to work on my issues and attended a Christ-centered recovery program. I realized for the first time there that God does not reject me for my sin. And today I know that I'm accepted by God and unconditionally loved by him. Okay, so spring 2008, I was just out of college. I'd started my first job. I was living and working abroad. I was living the single life, totally loving it. One night, I come home from a good day of work, feeling good, finished work early, um, I found myself with some spare time. Um, a few hours later, I went to bed feeling completely different and full of remorse. You see, I had spent those precious few spare hours that spring evening looking at pornography. I had come to an important realization that night that I felt fine when I came home. I had no reason no compulsion to look at porn. I wasn't trying to escape anything. Um, I really honestly didn't even want to look at it. Um, and so then I realized that night that I had a problem. This pet sin that I thought I was hiding and keeping in the closet and keeping close watch on had come out. I realized that my porn use was beginning to dictate my life. I was out of control. I had a problem. That was the year that I gave up trying harder, and I changed up my strategy. I needed help, so I began looking for recovery. Now, my background is also in the church. I grew up there. Um, I knew that what I was doing was wrong. I have two godly parents who are wonderful. They provided a great foundation for my life. Uh, they're sincere believers in Christ. They are to this day. They've been still, they're still married to this day. They've been married 40 years. Um, they've modeled for me mutual service, submission in marriage, um, and what it means to follow Christ. I'm grateful for my parents. All these screw-ups are, are mine. Um, when I left home after high school um, to go study at college, um, I believed in Christ. However, through the course of my studies, my life experiences in college, I renounced my faith. 
and I became an outspoken agnostic, which is just to say that you, I didn't know whether or not you could know that there was a God. Now, right before graduation from college, um, I came to Christ through a book that I was reading with a girlfriend at the time. Now, the poor handling of that relationship with the girlfriend left me in pain and seeking approval from women. I started attending Watermark in 2008 and jumped into a community group of friends right off the bat. I met Paul at a New Year's Eve party on the dance floor. Um, He was so fun and a goofy dancer like me. Just like that. That's my move. (laughs) Yes. Um, I ran into him. (laughs) I ran into him also at the porch, the young adult ministry here, Sunday night service and serving together on Friday nights at Regeneration. I sang with worship and he mixed my vocals at the sound booth. Um, I began to develop (laughs) feelings for him. It's true. The feelings for him. However, I didn't consider him a prospect for dating. Not at first. He wasn't taller than I was, or at least my same height. It's a big deal to tall women. Um, But uh, as I got to know him, I was intrigued. And later that year, he asked me out, and I said yes. On our first date, Paul made his intentions clear. He wanted to pursue a relationship. I was so impressed with his intentions that I was open to his pursuit. We dated, went through premarital class, quickly fell for each other. And dated for 10 months, and our engagement lasted three and a half months. I think we have an engagement shot. Yep. Hey, all right. Made it up. Oh, that's good. Right. So I uh, first came to Watermark through the referral of a friend. Um, I had just moved to Dallas. I was looking for a church, and like I mentioned, I was looking for recovery. Uh, Watermark, I found both. Bonus! Uh, Joined a community group, jumped into recovery. Things were going well. Uh, the last day of 2008, went to a party uh, with my community group to have fun, total boys' night, not looking for women, um, but that's not I met Kelly, so I'm glad that I went. Uh, Kelly and I became friends, hanging out in groups, mostly to sing karaoke. Um, she's a good singer, as she's already mentioned, and I find that attractive. Um, now, I consider myself a disciple of Joshua Harris, who had kissed dating goodbye, So I was um, uh, doing my best to not pursue a relationship with Kelly. However, by the end of 2009, this is now a year later, I could not stand it anymore, and I had to date this girl. Um, So I asked her to coffee, and that went well. We dated through 2010, uh, processing in community. We're both single. We're both in community, um, processing the marriage decision. Um, I was honest about my addiction to pornography. I was honest about recovery, um, and our relationship continued to deepen. Um, August, I proposed, that's when you saw that photo, um, did it in front of her community group and mine, only she didn't know. It was a surprise to her. That was fun. Um, and wrote and performed an original song. It's amazing with a saxophone solo. Also true. Uh, and December... December 2010, we got married over there in the chapel. I think we have a wedding shot. Yeah, you can see. That's right over there. Um, First two years of marriage, uh, for me, were not entirely free of sin. I mean, I was still in recovery. I thought I was doing pretty well. I did repent. I confessed. I was honest with community about how that was going. Um, So I, I think the first two years were generally victorious by God's grace. The couple who counseled us on two on two before we got married um, were also... Um, or had experience struggling against pornography. So it was a huge blessing for them to speak into our lives um, before marriage. But unfortunately for us, they moved uh, shortly after we wed. 
Our first married small group had great curriculum, but we struggled to feel connected with the other couples in our group, so we felt isolated and unknown. Paul was in recovery, but stumbling every few months, and I was discouraged. I tried to manipulate his purity by obsessing over his internet access, questioning how he spent his time at work. Uh, his sin and his victory over it consumed my thoughts, my prayer life, my uh, own, and affected my own walk with the Lord. I felt as though I'd become the worst version of myself. I begged God, when will we have victory over this life-sucking addiction? We met with our small group leaders, and I cried out for help, and that was a turning point for me. I learned that I cannot be the Holy Spirit for Paul. I cannot be his Savior, and that means I am not Paul's personal porn police. His growth is between him and God. I needed to trust God that he wanted to heal him. God helped me deal with painful emotions instead of numbing the pain and becoming depressed. A year and a half later, that small group disbanded, so we joined another group in 2012, right before our son Everett was born. And he's fine now. Um, I connected well with the ladies, but Paul struggled to connect with the guys. So we committed to the group knowing that um, we'd grow closer over time. Our sex life was uh, healthy, and we were actively pursuing community. We loved being parents, and raising Everett was a joy. And Paul hadn't confessed uh, his porn use in over a year, so I praised God and just celebrated his sobriety during that time. Uh, however, that I wasn't being honest because in 2013, just a year after she was talking about, um, I was regularly looking at porn on the internet. Um, she thought I was so sober and had been for a year, but I wasn't. I just hadn't confessed. Uh, I was trusting the dark to conceal my sin. I was languishing in isolation. Psalm 32 says, for when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. Through recovery, <clears throat> I have learned that pornography isn't my problem. Pornography is a symptom. It is a manifestation of a deeper cause, and porn was just its effect. The cause I would discover was codependency or people-pleasing. That is, um, I would have confessed with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, but my actions belied that confession. Reflection on my actions reveal where my faith really lays in the perception of others. And I need to be liked. I feel the need to be respected. Um, in 2014, our daughter was born, Emery. I think we have a, a current photo of her today. She's a cutie, just like mom. Uh, in August 2014, of that year, 2014, that same year, I read a book, and that book was uh, showed me that my real struggle below that was really pride. Um, it was self righteousness. It was um, convicting. Uh, I learned that uh, I torture myself emotionally when I don't measure up to my own standard. And the author explained to me that my standards are not God's standards and that the beauty of the gospel is that God loves me in spite of my sin. When I realized this, my heart sank. Conviction broke me. I went home early from work that day. I told Kelly that we had to talk and I confessed, I confessed to her about my relapse. I told her everything very slowly. Self-righteousness really hates humility. As the Spirit led me to confess, I opened my mouth, and it felt like I had molasses and marbles in there at the same time. So it was took effort just to get words out distinctly. Kelly, however, responded very graciously, and she forgave me quite mercifully. She suggested that we attend, re-engage. I agreed. That weekend, we left town just to kind of get away. And uh, the following Wednesday, we were here. 
When Paul confessed, I was shocked and hurt. He confessed that he'd lied to me and to our community group about his sobriety. He asked for my forgiveness and uh, with a repentant heart and a humble demeanor. And by the Spirit, I was able to forgive him and extend grace. Um, Colossians 3.13 commands us that, As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. The night of Paul's confession, I searched the Reengage website looking for encouragement, and God provided it through the Nixon story, which was very similar. I met up with um, the wife from that story, who was a tremendous source of encouragement to me. I walked into Reengage thinking my marriage was a 7 out of 10, only to discover we weren't really being real or pursuing oneness, genuinely. I learned that we had been coasting and accepting mediocrity as a new normal. And through reengage, God had answered my prayer to connect me with other women whose husbands have a similar struggle. Yeah, so our first night at reengage uh, closed group uh, was very exciting. We hit it off with our group immediately. Um, shout out to Mark and Kathy Thomas, our group leaders. Um, uh, I walked out of our first night looking forward uh, to getting to know our group better. Um, I learned a lot uh, about going back to the basics of marriage. Um, you know, one of the first lessons is um, uh, about doing things like you did when you were dating, right? Replicating those behaviors. And that helped restore trust with Kelly. <laughs> However, for all of the benefit with Reengage, within a few months of being in group, I relapsed again. I could not bring myself to tell our closed group, and we had just joined a new community group. I couldn't bear to tell those guys either. At least that's what I told myself. So I hid and relapsed from everyone, including Kelly. We finished Reengage uh, 2015, and I was still in relapse. Things were going well with our community group, but the spirit was wearing me out uh, with conviction over that summer. Um, and it was um, that fall of 2015 that I confessed to Kelly to our community group and to reengage and leadership about my relapse again. Kelly, again, responded graciously. It was difficult for her, I could tell, but she chose to love me instead of withdrawing or lashing back to hurt me. My community responded in kind. They made it clear that my actions were not acceptable and that my actions had come at a high cost to them and Kelly and to God. Um, I'm grateful to God for those men, for that biblical counsel and for that community that they offer, even when it's hard to hear. It's true. It was a lot harder at that time to respond with grace and forgiveness. Had nothing changed? Were we back to where, you know, we were before, um, you know, in learning to draw the circle around myself, I confess that I'm easily angered. When Paul makes a mistake or sins against me, you know, am I expecting perfection? Are my expectations unreachable? Will he give up with discouragement? And with the help of the Spirit, I'm voicing, you know, when I get angry with him, X, Y, Z statements, um, just to really own what my emotions are um, and how I'm feeling and choosing to pray for him as soon as I submit um, myself to the Lord. So I had a ton of pride in my heart toward him. I felt wronged over and over. Um, Jesus actually tells me to fix my eyes on the Father, not on his sin. Um, Jesus tells me to forgive him every time he repents and asks for my forgiveness. So it's really hard to follow Christ when you're really angry. Jesus' words led me to choose to forgive every time. He says, So watch yourself. If another believer sins, rebuke that person. Then if there's repentance, forgive. Even if that person wrongs you seven times a day, and each time turns again and asks forgiveness. You must forgive. That's found in Luke 17. When I harden my heart toward my husband and I give way to my anger and my resentment, 
it doesn't go well. Um, but there's desires that just wage war within me and I cannot control my desires alone. I need the spirit's self-control. Um, I need the word to teach me how to forgive every time to remind me to when I'm in self-protection mode, I'm not able to be gracious or compassionate. So I need a heart change each time. And I cannot love Paul well with a raging heart. I need the purifier to cleanse me of my rage and anger. I need the living water to moisten the hard places of my heart. I need a potter to reshape my cracking heart. And my pride always wants to win and protect, but the spirit wants to soften and cleanse. By God's grace, uh, I... Uh, today, this month, I'm celebrating two years of sobriety from pornography. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I, I sit before you tonight a broken man, very broken, flawed. My marriage is flawed and broken. Uh, so, you know, I, I, the last kind of advice I want to share with you is going to come from God's word, something you can bank on. So these next four things you can bank on are true, Okay. And the first is that God has made you and he knows you. That's Genesis 2. God married, if you're married, God married you. God put you together. God wants you to stay married. That's Mark 10, 9. Okay, three, God knows that you're a sinner and that without Christ, you have no hope in the world. That's Ephesians 2, 12. Okay, and four, by confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord, believing in your heart that God has raised him up from the dead, you can be saved and so can your marriage. That's Romans 10.9. So um, in that vein, I want to share with you Hebrews 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. There's a battle in the Rutherford home. And we also had a third child. I wanted to mention him. His name's Ellis. <laughs> Surprise. We'll have to rewrite him in it. Okay. So there's a battle in the Rutherford home. <laughs> Between the desires of the flesh and the spirit that dwells within us. There's also a battle between the enemy and the victorious conqueror, Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of power. It's so hard for me to recognize the devil's handiwork when I'm so angry. And in those moments, I just see red. I'm thankful for the spirit's work, the word's power, and for Jesus's life. And God is teaching me how to forgive. Thankfully, I'm not alone. I have a helper with me. And praise the Lord that he forgives me of my anger. The apostle's word in his second letter to the Corinthians admonished me. Now, however, it is time to forgive and comfort him. Otherwise, he may be overcome by discouragement. So I urge you now to reaffirm your love for him. I desire to be a comforter for my husband, and I want to reaffirm my love for him and God's. Thanks for letting us share. <laughs> 